You're in for a treat today, ladies and gentlemen. I think we're both decently well-rested, and we find both myself and Griffin here for the Lighthouse IT Solutions Podcast. I got plenty of coffee, so. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah. That, that was just for the coffee that all of those people showed oh, up. Nice. Yeah, and it's weird we're in front of a real live studio audience it, now. Yeah. I, you know, I like it. I perform better oh, yeah. in front of an audience. Yeah. Well, look, hey, we're back, everybody. Again, I'm Matt, joined as always by, well, I guess not as always. I think there was one or two episodes you didn't show up in. Like the first two, probably. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. What's up with that? And then, then we realized nobody wants to just hear me talk, <laughs> uh, including me, mm. because I, w- I, I listen to myself. Enough. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I listen. I mean, I listen to the podcast. Oh, yeah. It's it's my eighth favorite podcast. I don't listen to it afterwards, but I sure as hell edit it. <laughs> that is true. The person who listens to it the most is probably you. Mm. So then when it's all done, do you uh, bust it out in the car and, and listen yeah, to it on the way home? My three minute commute, yeah. <laughs> I just listen to it for that first three minutes yeah. wherever I get. That's where mm-hmm. it's a podcast roulette, right? <laughs> well, so we've got a lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, so much happened that we had to have a podcast last week to even catch Man, up. Man, let's hope that that doesn't happen. Because every once in a while that does happen, mm-hmm. that we go to record, and then the moment it goes in to make it to editing, something major happens. Which, and, by the way, is like usually the same day. I still edit. Like, and that's what happened this happen last quickly. time. And I'll be honest, I contemplated us doing an addendum to it. And I was like, eh, by the time we do, you know, it's probably not going to be as big of a deal as we think oh man then we had uh, so that's for print nightmare came out the same day that we actually did the real recording and then we went live with the podcast and we had the caseya breach yep and then i'm like well that's bad but let's keep an eye so when we came back from break it was it was all worse <laughs> Made it to mainstream media, man. Print nightmare went bad. Yep, the VSA breach went to mainstream media. And I just thought, wow, we. I guess we do have to say something. You can't wait. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I... uh, I'm going to start. Let's pick up where, where we left yeah, off. Yeah, I mean, there's been some updates. So. We, we, of course, we've had a, a little over a week that we've had to kind of learn about some stuff. Um, VSA finally has released a patch as well as a couple of tools to kind of help the, the, the MSPs that are using their software get up. But what's insane is nearly two weeks without an RMM tool. And when it comes to what we require as a service provider, our RMM tool is effectively our lifeblood. It is the tool that helps us manage every single client. It is our interaction with everything. It it makes life easier. It's the backbone, yeah. It, it ultimately is a, a very strong part of our of our infrastructure. And so these other, I, I'm you know, part of our community groups, I'm listening to them talk, and they're they're having to learn how to live without an RMM tool. We've gotten <laughs> used to them, and they said this is tough, yeah. you know. But it was yeah, it was down for almost two weeks while they investigated, validated, and, and I think we saw that um, our friends over at Huntress actually said, yep, nope, uh, we... They this, validated the, the patch and everything. The yeah. patch is all validated. I'll, I'll like that, yeah. um, but the, the issue they're having is, of course, if your system was affected, then you can't technically plug it into the network, so you have to like load the patches up on a USB drive, oh, yeah. boot the server up without a network connection. 
And then you have to run a utility that will purge every single job out of the system. So they want you to run an indicator of compromise tool mm -hmm. um, just to see if you've been compromised. Then they want you to run this purge tool. Then, then you can finally run the patch. And then once that's done, I think you're allowed to, to spin back up now. Yeah, I mean... I, I, think, I think, well, as of even last Sunday which is when they told people they would be allowed to turn them back on. They said, nope, we're not comfortable with this. So this is, this is going to be huge. It's going to be a ton of, a ton of backlash. And uh, unfortunately for them, I think this is going to de delay some things they had in the pipeline for them. Uh, I believe they wanted to go public this year. <laughs> um, well, I do I mean. not think with a massive news reaching component or, or breach like this, they're going to make news. But yeah, when people say, you know, any publicity is good publicity, I don't think not, that's, that's well, the case here. <laughs> there is an argument to that, though. We all thought that Target was ruined, if you remember several years ago. Oh, that's true. It's a massive breach. Mm -hmm. They took a, this, this is This is what breaks my mind about the perception of security. Mm. I believe their stock dipped for six months and then it started to rebound. That breach financially only ruined them for about a year. Yeah. And as much as they tell you not to, investors, I do believe, uh, invest a lot based on heart and feeling. And, um, and so it just, we have this juggernaut in our industry uh, because we've also learned that they have known about a lot of these issues since April. It's all kind of hearsay, but... Even some ex-employees have come out and said, no, we've known a lot about some of these issues. Oof. They would rather invest in sales. Tough to hear because this is a vendor in our space. Yeah. So it's sad because they will very likely survive. But there are 60 managed service providers that I'm just not sure how many of those will. Yeah. How many managed service providers survive their willingness or their lack of willingness to maintain their code, maintain software mm -hmm. and keep it secure. And or even some of their clients. I mean, the 1500 clients that those 60 were managing. Yeah. It, it's, it's catastrophic. What happened? Um, say it's going <laughs> to theoretically walk away. <laughs> they're good. They're going to take some lumps. They're going to take some bad publicity. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a financial hit, but I guarantee you this time next year, we're probably talking about them IPO. I mean, we won't on this podcast because it's MSP based, not yeah, investor, yeah. but I bet we're seeing them go back and go public again. Yeah. The other scary thing about the whole thing is, is that, you know, not that I, I don't think there's, I don't know how you do it, I don't think it's necessarily a bad idea, but they're also talking about, um, you know, CPAs. They have to be registered and tested and verified. Like now they're saying, you know, so there's government oversight to people like uh, to your public accountants and, you know, financial uh, organizations and all of that. Is IT an industry that now needs to have government oversight over it? Oh, man. And that could really destroy the marketplace. There's an element to it that I say, you know, it really helps differentiate you as a provider mm -hmm. if you can get the, but if you're required to do it, that really could 
that <laughs> that could stifle innovation if we're under government oversight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, some of the things we're even doing, who knows what would be regulated. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Even though they're good, you know, thoughts. They're good, good things, yeah. well executed. And, you know, you try to do your best foot forward. And yeah. how do you push that forward if you're if you're under wow. oversight that requires lawmakers mm-hmm. who don't understand what you do for a living yeah. to make changes. So the whole Kaseya thing is really becoming a giant mess. And, and we saw that uh, finally President Biden had made comments and said pretty much to Putin, if you do not help address the situation, because Revol is a Russian um, uh a, a, a Russian-owned, but not like government-owned, but mm-hmm. like Russian-owned and, and and harbored group. If you don't help, we we're going to start moving. Uh, we're going to start doing things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know who knows where um, that that was, whether well, or how that was, but they've disappeared. So. <laughs> Has, yeah. has something happened already? So Who the knows? group that infiltrated and was affected uh, or, or that kind of caused this this mess yeah. has mysteriously vanished. Yeah. Well, they're, so their painted website and the blog that they ran, it's just, it's just gone. They're in, and this is all dark web presence yeah. even. And that happened Tuesday. The rumor is, is that the FBI shut it down using some technology they have. But if they have the ability to do <laughs> that wide-scaled attack at the flip of a, uh, a switch, why are these other organizations existing? I, I don't, I think they, they've just gone quiet. Nothing, no one knows anything. So somebody, you know, it, and it really, there, there really isn't a reason. Um, nobody knows. Um, there was somebody that reported to BBC, uh, which is the article that, you know, we usually have some references. I've seen it in the wall street journal. I've seen it in BBC. I've seen it in a couple other resources, but the BBC one was interesting because they said, oh, I have a contact that was part of this group. And um, they said that it was a combination of the FBI took down two of their, their payment page and their blog. And they said, screw it. And they just disappeared. And they said that over the past few months, they've been getting a lot of pressure from the government that they need to go away. Mm-hmm. Um, but as everybody else says, you know, uh, this doesn't actually fix it. This just means that Revol's gone. All of those diabolically brilliant minds are just going to now spawn yeah, just go two else. other, yeah. and, and that's what it sounds with like. The maybe multi-million dollars they've made that they walk of, that they walk away. I mean, with. they've they made fifty million in April from Apple. They made ten million from JBS, the, the meatpacking company. Yep. in May. I mean, this giant takedown though does create some problems. That if you were in the process of negotiating and paying them. Um, you can't pay them now, yeah, uh, and you're still stuff. encrypted. So there are some people who are saying, uh, "Excuse me, uh, thank you very much for getting involved, but I have none of my data back. Could you at least wait until yeah. I've negotiated my ransom or provide a decryptor, please, and thank you." <laughs> I got so many thoughts on this, but we only we we try to only keep about thirty minutes in a podcast. That it's yeah. Well, let's let's go back to the print nightmare idea. I mean, so that. They released a patch, but <laughs> we had a workaround. Then that workaround was pretty dumb. So then there was a new because it was oh d- disable print spooler. How do I print? You don't. Uh, yeah. Then there was a new workaround. 
Um, how do I install a printer? You don't. Um, and then, <laughs> and then uh, finally, uh, out of band, I think on a Monday, we got a update that was supposed to address the issues with Print Nightmare. And it didn't. Um, <laughs> it did address some aspects of it. But it ultimately didn't fix it. it. It ultimately didn't patch the issue. It just sort of isolated it, yeah. um, which meant that um, the remote part of the remote code execution, like you couldn't you couldn't exploit it from another computer, sort of. But there was still a way to detonate it locally. Yeah. So if you were smart, you could still blow up the patch. But the hope and the the expectation was is that the patch at least minimize they're minimizing surface area attack mm. surface so here we are what is this um well going on two weeks yeah it's been a while and we're still waiting on an official patch and, yeah. and who knows we could still see one you know a couple weeks or you know this week still uh, they got us something you know i think that's really great all of us push to get this deployed um, imagine you, you know, you use an RMM tool as an MSP to deploy that. The people with VSA are going through oh. the print nightmare vulnerability at the same time that they don't have an RMM. Yeah. So deploying all of these workarounds is manual. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yeah. So you you go on a couple weeks without it, and oh, make these registry changes, make that, and and we say sixty attacks, but there are thousands of affected customers who have not had access to their VSA who may not have even been infiltrated. And that's good. That's good. But, and as a precaution, they were instructed to shut off also good, but the lack of immediacy to get this done, especially when you do calling back to they, they were posted these vulnerabilities back in April. Mm -hmm. So why does it still take more weeks when you had such an, you know? Yeah, you had a lot of notice. I mean, so downtime's expensive. So. Downtime's exp- so everything they're doing is literally manual. Ugh. Got some good news though. Well, now maybe not good news. Um, Griff, uh, is our name so cool that everybody just wants to be us? <laughs> is this a is this a Google smash or are we, what are we talking about here? Because Google Lighthouse is cool, and I'm, I'm not going to say I made that or anything, but like you know. <laughs> but like we we we'll take credit for it. Like when you're that, when yeah. you're instructing with clients, you'd be like, hey, so we're going to use this Google Lighthouse. Yeah, check out your website. Uh, product. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, I made that. Yeah, <laughs> we we worked with Google, so they knew what we wanted. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they were like, no, that's a great idea, and they just whipped it out. And so uh, what did Microsoft whip out? Yeah, suppose that's. Bad turn of phrase there. <laughs> That's my bad. I'm apologize. I'm I am I'm I'm terrible. Yet, so. I'm terrible with metaphors wow. and similes, I suppose. But now Microsoft also is a lighthouse with their Microsoft 365 lighthouse. Now, those of you that are probably listening to this, you engage with a service provider like us means absolutely nothing to you, but it is a tool designed for managed service providers to help them get oversight over security and utilization practices of all of your clients. I I actually, you know, I want to make the joke about how they're using our name, but it's a really cool product um, that will empower managed service providers to get a good idea of what's each client's security posture look like, what products are um, customers using the most, and give us insights so that we can help educate our clients. There's this weird disconnect that 
yes, we can sell you the product and yes, we can manage the product, but there's no summary data that helps us keep our clients informed. There's a lot of talk that between how this works and how Microsoft has their Intune product, um, you actually are at the spot. Intune is very much like a RMM tool, but it's really designed more for internal IT departments. Mm -hmm. it, it is very cool. Um, the very first iteration, the very early days of Lighthouse, by the way, we used the initial versions of Intune. Oh. Um, so it's more per organization. But it was very tough to manage centrally. And so we, yeah. as time went on and we grew, it was very hard to manage each individual client completely separately. So we, we, we moved on to bigger and better things. There is a lot of talk and speculation that this Lighthouse product will also be aggregating Intune data, which effectively means that Microsoft is rolling their own RMM tool. What a time to do so. Well, they might get some buy-in from some Kaseya clients. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I got, this is uh, very entertaining to me. I got an email for a special offer on dark web monitoring from a company um, that uh, is owned by Kaseya. Oh man! <laughs> I thought that was great. I was like, "That's a that's bad. That's inopportune time for you to be doing marketing." Yeah, and making sure that your name is fully associated with your parent company right now. I would probably all I would I would do some temporary rebranding. Mm -hmm. But my other favorite thing is is I I would just to get this very special rate, I would just have to sign a 4-year contract with a company oh my God. that doesn't care about security. <sighs> <laughs> loved it. Sweet. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. So, um to all of our clients, you may not see um this this particular lighthouse, but um there is a great opportunity and a lot of knowledge and education that comes from it. And so, um, you know, love to see what comes out of Microsoft 365 Lighthouse. Yeah. I saw an article uh, today that was talking about how um, Google and Microsoft are starting to sue each other again. Apparently there was a little trust uh, peace treaty that they had, but that was all antitrust stuff. Not uh, not this Lighthouse thing, but I was thinking, I was like, oh my gosh, maybe that's why they're Maybe they're both other. going to fisticuffs over Lighthouse? <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys. Guys, stop fighting over us. Sorry, stop blushing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm blushing. Do you want to talk about TikTok or do you want to go? I like TikTok. Yeah, yeah. I don't like TikTok. I think it's stupid, but I like talking about it because it boils my blood. Yeah, TikTok is an interesting product that I uh, <laughs> have seen many a time before, I feel. But <laughs> this one now is interesting, though. So TikTok, you know, it's a, it's a, a short video platform. You know, you get a minute. You know, you kind of... Griff, I think what you're trying to think of is Vine. Oh, no, that was four seconds, which is oh, nice. Actually, oh. I think, did they increase the time at the end of Vine? I don't know. I didn't yeah. do Vine either. Yeah. Anyways, TikTok uh, now is doing three minutes. They've increased their limit. So they've rolled out the ability to publish videos up to three minutes in length versus the one minute limit they had before. And the reasoning behind this extension is to give creators more flexibility while filming and limit the need for, like, multi-part posts. But, like... Isn't TikTok supposed to be like easily digestible, quick little things? I mean, you get longer and longer, you start start to compete with like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I think for that we 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 should probably talk to a company like Twitter and just say, you know, guys, you've you've held fast to the idea that you've only got 140 characters. And, no, wait. Oh, wait, no, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just. 
we we want less excuses. We want people to just be on our platform. That's the problem with social social media platforms that start off with a "Here's why this is cool," yeah, you know, wacky vicar style, and uh, and then they realize no, we need to keep selling our souls to make money. You know, these guys, they track so much data about their users, it's not even funny. I mean, some of the things we know that Facebook specifically tracks. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, yes, they don't have a camera on you, but your behaviors indicate so much about who you are and what you do. <laughs> I should, I got, my next story is going to kill you. <laughs> is it really? Um, that I just, I hope they, they know that three minutes is still a sufficient time. Mm-hmm. But do you find your amount of attention that you can pay to something is dwindling. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's, so that's the streaming fatigue even, you know, I, so I'm getting minute, yeah. tired of that. So, so like a 10 minute, anything on YouTube, a three minute, I'm what, still skipping through some of it, you know? Right. The, the, the three minute TikTok videos or Instagram, I, I've seen some of these and they're so short. They get straight to the point. They do what they are supposed to do to be funny. Mm-hmm. That's why Vine was so successful. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. They just couldn't figure out how to make advertisements on there. Very true. <laughs> and making money does keep the servers running. Yep, yeah. It's yeah. the classic Batman thing, though. You die a hero before you see yourself become a villain. <laughs> oh, I never thought about that. Somewhere there's a founder of, of Vine just going, son of a... Hey, man, the the MySpace guy, the, the Tom guy, he, he's still very active on like Twitter and stuff, and everyone like makes fun of him, but he's like, listen, I noped out and made a ton of money. <laughs> You guys can screw yourself. <laughs> I noped out and made a ton of money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, the you joke's on that. him, right? See how much and, he, and he hasn't had to appear before Congress. Yeah, exactly. And and explicitly lie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's never had to perjure himself. That dude's just hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> he's rocking out. All right, but TikTok also is now letting you submit video resumes to companies. <laughs> I like this idea. No, hear this me is out. absurd, though. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. All right, let, let me give you the details. So about three dozen companies have been taking part in this pilot and because it's already happening, um, which allows only U.S. people, like citizens, to apply for positions, uh, tags in the videos. As influencer marketers. Yeah. So all you got to do is you use a hashtag that's TikTok resumes and you tag the company and all that jazz, and it works. But I have diametrically opposed opinions on this. On the one hand, I love this because if somebody sends me a TikTok resume, I won't hire them. <laughs> Instantaneously, you're like, oh, no. Instantaneously, I know I don't like you. <laughs> I mean, as a company, though, you have to opt into this. So <laughs> Then let's opt into it. Oh, no. And then offer it and anybody who chooses to do that immediately gets filtered what out. if you're hiring for a social media posting position um w- no <laughs> using tiktok i want some <laughs> i want i want somebody uh no <laughs> big brands are using this though i'm kind of surprised but i do actually have a legitimate opinion on this and and i, w- I want your thoughts do you think this is a good idea would I do this? No. Funny enough, I feel like the people I know, my friend group, my generation, uh, they are very strongly face-to-face. I hate talking on the phone. I hate whatever, but I will talk to you face-to-face. I will mm-hmm. video chat you even. But sitting in front of a camera alone with no feedback, that's even more scary. Yeah, I mean, that's just my Thursdays. But yeah, um, <laughs> I worry that this inadvertently creates diversity issues. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. 
And I think I think it creates more problems than it should. Uh, I guess to put it bluntly, if you're a racist and you're doing the recruiting or sexist or whatever, man, yeah, anything, yeah, you, you could choose not to. You could choose not to, yeah. and your stereotypes could get in the way. Versus a piece of paper, you can't actually tell. Yeah, you just see their skills. I, I think the concept of using video, if the job requires video, I do think there's some elements to that um but i i would say largely on a piece of paper yeah we're we're all pretty equal it's just text mm -hmm. right if you had a social media role and your job was to do product presentations i do think having somebody who makes it to the your second or third rounds that's a great interactive way you can get an idea of energy but this um, is first you know this is initial and this is my thing and, and it's you're not going like to an interview like, you're going to see the person you may make judgments about who they are, maybe how they speak, um, the environment or room that they record in, and and none of that matters to the hiring process. Yeah. But you are effectively salesmaning yourself um, before you even get started, and and prejudice will get in the way. Yeah, at some point, and you know, you said whether that's gender, whether that's age, whether that's race, whether that's you know, general appearance, whether that's wealth, you know, value and wealth. There are a million different things that you could be prejudiced about. And, and, and that's just going to be on display. Um, I, I worry, you know, I get where it goes because sometimes people don't feel like they can write those up, but I, but I think they give you the fairest chance. Oof. They are just the facts and the figures of who you are. Yeah. It'd be kind of cool to is to uh, try and apply to these jobs. There's two in Toledo right now I can apply for. It's great clips in Chipotle. <laughs> Never mind, I get it. <laughs> for them, it's all about brand. So Chipotle. Um, That'd be a fun hey. journalist <laughs> thing. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna go video apply really i think they just want to make sure you have a pulse for those two positions yeah they yeah, are they, they are not. both they are both hurting so bad yeah those are you know restaurants and and what have you they're, they're hurting for people but i don't know if this is really gonna change much so but we are talking about it so you know. we are and there is an element we can see working yeah i got a final bit of news oh yeah yeah one week's time where are you gonna be griff oh dude well, right now I'd be uh, probably preparing for an anniversary uh, event that we're hosting. Yeah. So. But like four hours one, from now in a week, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a beer in my hand. I'll have a beer in my hand. Um, we've mentioned it briefly, but Lighthouse turns 10 this year. Hmm. Officially, um, we we turn 10 on Sunday, uh, the 18th. Um and and it's so hard to believe that we've made it this this long. Not not for any other reasons other than it, it's hard to believe that ten years has passed. Um, and and here we are, the growth that there is. If you asked me when when I was sitting in the position as to whether or not I was doing this or not, never never even a thought of mine that we would be where we're at today. So I'm pretty excited about it. And I had somebody that is both important to me as like a business advisor and a friend um, sit me down one, once when the company was very small. And he said, you know, there's something that I wish I did more of. 
during the establishment of my company, and that was to celebrate. He said, I got so so fixated on goals and milestones that when I made them, I never stopped to celebrate them. Hmm. And I know it sounds crazy, but I think it would be easy for me to just say, wow, we made it 10 years. And then, okay, where's my to-do list? And, mm-hmm. and not celebrate. And so as, as crazy and kind of stressful as it's been putting all of this together, it's also been humbling to know that 10 years of, of serving our clients. This is now officially the longest that I've worked anywhere. <laughs> and me and the boss hate each other a little bit, but like, <laughs> what are you going to do? So rants with yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so next week we're throwing a party here in our hometown of Elmore at a botanical garden. I'm at Shadell's. <laughs> yeah. Shadell's garden, which yeah. is absolutely beautiful. And we're inviting, you know, well, if you're listening to this, you're taking 30, 40 minutes to listen to this podcast. I, I assure you that investment is worth you coming <laughs> and getting some snacks as well as um, I, I, there. I, there's rumor that it's that there's some beverages of a, of a grown up nature. An open bar. Yeah, that's uh, I guess that's the phrase that most people tend to work on. Um, <laughs> and uh, and we'll have some tech. We'll have some all of our guys will be there to chat and, and just sort of uh, commiserate. We've got a lot sort of planned um, uh, and just a thank you gift for, for helping us make it this long. So um, Griff, help me out because July 23rd, man, July 23rd, 3 okay. PM. We'll probably be, you, know, you could probably show up at two 30. It doesn't really matter. And then uh, all the way to six or so may even have a little after event. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. If there's, if some people are sticking around, we do have some friends over at the distillery in town that said that we could come and hang out there and crash their party for a little bit. (laughs) Um, so I'm just, I'm real excited about it. Um, I'm nervous, um, to an extent, (laughs) but, uh, but I know that it's going to be a great time. We're expecting some of our clients and friends to be able to show up and, uh, and just celebrate with us because, you know, as this one friend said is, um, this is a, this is an achievement that everybody here at lighthouse past and present has gotten us to. And I think it's important to at least honor that as a moment come Monday, we're back at it to try to figure out the next decade that we've got. Well, we've already got some, some of those years figured out, but we're back at it for the next 10. So yeah, come join us the 23rd. Going to have a good time. Open bar. I'm excited for you to come back and listen to this on the 20 or 25 year and be like, man, that guy, he had no idea what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> and the alcoholism really hit him hard that next three years. He thought he was bald then. <laughs> Griff, <yeah. laughs> That's mean. <laughs> But I'm going to imagine that I'm going to be like Lex Luthor bald, but super thin. That's my hope. I thought you were going to rock a skullet. <laughs> no, I can't grow that much hair. Oh, man. Yeah. I, even if I tried, it just slides down. <laughs> you got anything else for us? No, Is thank you. I'm, I'm real excited. I got to uh, do some more prep work, honestly. Yeah, I'm a, I, I am proud of all of the work you're doing. There's a lot of interactive elements that we've got. Um, and so I'm looking forward to the surprise and, and, uh, for everybody. And actually I'm trying to stay out of it a little bit because mm. I want to, I want to be surprised to see what it is too. <laughs> but, uh, a lot of video editing and a lot of things like that, a lot of interactive elements that we've been putting together. Print stuff going out, trying to get some, Print some better stuff, stuff together. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're hitting it all hard. Yeah. So, um, well, 
I'm good as well. So on behalf of Griffin, I'm Matt. <laughs> say that every time. It's always a little odd. <laughs> I'm Matt Almadere on behalf of Griffin as well. How's that? <laughs> Did you make fun of me too much that we can't edit that properly? Yeah. I'm not even editing this one. This is the whole thing. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is its own thing. Well, look, if you have any questions or you want to listen to any of our backfeeded uh, uh, podcasts, as well as, hey, we don't just make this stuff up. We pull it from the internet, um, which is always true. Go visit lighthousesol.com slash podcast. And what that'll do is it'll show you all of our podcast episodes, show notes. You can even listen to the back catalog. Um, but of course, that's assuming that you're not subscribing to us on the Spotify's or the iTunes or uh, uh, are we on Stitcher? Stitcher. I don't, we're on a lot of things. Uh, Dirty Harry's. Distribution platforms. Uh, OnlyFans. <laughs> uh, where else are we at? Places, yes. <laughs> we're, we're a few different places. It's all advertised, but look, lighthouse.com slash podcast is where you can ask questions. You can take a look at show notes, click on links. That way you can sound smart to your boss.